My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we have Josh Dallas, who plays Ben Stone on Netflix's hit series, Manifest. In Manifest Season 4, Part 1, we meet back up with the Stone family two years after the tragic and unexpected events of the Season 3 finale. Following Grace's murder and Eden's kidnapping, both at the hands of Angelina, an aged-up Cal returns from his mysterious disappearance. So here to dissect all of Part 1, now that it's available on Netflix, here is Josh Dallas. So excited to have you on. Me and JoJo are huge fans, so we're so excited to talk with you. Well, thanks we for are. having me on. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Well, okay, so I'm going to start at the beginning, and you're going to laugh. And listen, you rocked it. We start off in season four, Unabomber Beard in yep. an attic. Yep. With, like, Unabomber maps. <laughs> yeah. And, like, living in his Unabomber car. Correct. <laughs> So what was that like for you? And it, like in terms of like prepping, getting all that ready, dealing with that, because I know like you don't normally kind of rock a beard. You look good. And for the character, because we start off in literally grief. So yeah. how did, how was that like for you? The beard, the grief beard, as we refer to it, uh, started much earlier on. And I think it was actually Josh's grief beard as opposed to Ben's grief beard, because I started growing that when we got canceled after season three. So that's when that started happening. And then of course, you know, Netflix picked us up and the, a new audience found the show and our fans were so supportive and so passionate about it coming back. And then we found out we were coming back and Jeff Rake looked at that beard and he said, we're going to keep that. We can use that. So I just kept growing it and growing it and growing it and growing it. And uh, it seemed to fit in with where we were starting the beginning of the fourth season, which was two years on. And Ben is not in a good place. He is uh, sort of in a prison of his own making. He is deep in a grief spiral and, uh, filled with profound anger and he can't quite find a way out of it but he holds on to this tiny tiny sliver of hope that he can find his daughter and that sort of keeps him going yeah it's hard to see you did such a good job and I was going god like poor Josh because it's episode after episode and what people don't realize is it's like hours and hours of you having to be like emotional over and over and over again so I was like this poor guy (laughs) Like what they're putting him through but it works so well obviously for the character and I'm sure at points you were like I'm so done but but it works and it made it yeah I mean like your heart just broke watching you do that I mean it was just it was amazing thank you for that I appreciate that very much I mean and I think you know I I hope I mean it wasn't my intention to break anybody's heart it was definitely our intention that you go along on this ride with these characters so I'm glad that that had that effect on you but yeah some days at work it was pretty it wasn't a fun space to kind of live in uh, for 14 hours a day but you know ultimately super satisfying as an actor to be able to go in and dig that deeply into uh you know his psyche so you're talking about grief and how all the experience were how did you personally deal with it after shooting because it's super draining to always shoot emotional scenes right yeah i watched a lot of uh uh, comedies i would go for walks i would look for you know bright colors anywhere i could go uh 
Yeah, and you know, I would clearly talk to uh, Jenny and my two boys, and they would always bring me out of it for sure. Yeah. Personal support system. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have a quick question about this. First of all, I yeah. love Jenny so much. I love her, and you guys. Hey, we have them in common, you and I. <laughs> yeah, we have in common. I love the social media because the two of you are so cute together, and she's always tweeting and doing stuff. So, in terms of you kind of releasing all of that emotion and trying to find happiness somewhere. And you're mentioning a lot of it obviously deals with your family. What was that like to you? Because she's so supportive and she's always tweeting and doing funny things online. So what is that like? I mean, it's always great. I mean, it's she, <laughs> she's the greatest person I've ever met. So, you know, it's always great uh, to, you know, connect with her after a hard day, you know, like that at work. And she can lift you out of it. She can lift you out of anything. She's the captain of, uh, you know, the fun army. So she can... Uh, she can turn your day around and so can my boys. So it was always a, a great thing to do to reconnect with them, you know, after after those days. But I'm also not an actor that sort of holds on to it and 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 brings it into my real life. I, I can switch it off pretty easily. So um they definitely helped me do that quicker i just love it i love that she's like always you guys are always supporting each other and it's so cute and we just we love it we all ship you guys obviously i mean since once upon a time so I, do you think we've taken method acting to another level it's like you know <laughs> you're together on a show together in real life having babies we clearly live in an enchanted forest you know, behind <laughs> us in our home. You're wearing a velvet, a velvet jacket. I mean, maybe we are blurring. We might be blurring a little bit too much. <laughs> what's real? Monica, what's real? I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> Talking about your beautiful wife, we're going to talk about Athena's bag, or, well, Grace's bag, but she isn't bag. How was it for Ben in all of this grief to suddenly see her? Yeah, in that moment, of course, you know, it, he sees her and interacts with her but it's of course not really her uh it's angelina but it was the real athena that came back to do that and uh it was uh, i was just so awesome you know she is one of my favorite you know scene partners to work with and i missed her and uh of course the character misses her character and it was super emotional to turn around and see her and i tried to keep that day up until shooting that scene, which I think happened in the middle of the day that day, I tried to avoid her as much as possible. So I, I wasn't <laughs> seeing her until we started shooting. And uh, it made it all the more sort of real and visceral and, and, and honest, I hope. And uh, yeah, I just, I love working with Athena and I loved having her back. We missed her a lot. Yeah, it was so nice to bring Grace back. And it was such a, um, Jake did such a good job in the writers on creating a unique way of bringing her back. And I love that both um, Ben and Cal realized that's not her, which was really cool. And something I think that anyone would notice if it's not like your actual mom, like just the little things. And I love that line that you say when you're like your eyes, like and right mm -hmm. away. And then you flash to a different scene. You're like, that's not her. Like, I, I just know my wife. I know what she looks like. So like, I just, I love that whole thing that they did. And it was very smart to bring her back. It was, and Jeff and the writers, they do such a brilliant job of weaving these stories together and these misleads and, and just, they make the characters, they help make the characters so rich. So when you're presented with the fact that, you know, his wife is there in front of him again, um, 
the situation just does all the work for you as an actor. Yeah, it was a real gift. I wanted to ask you, you know, I love Ben, obviously following the columnings, and he's like a real life hero, right? The everyday guy, this happens to him. And now he wants to solve all these things to help people. This season gets away from that, understandably. He's in grief. He's trying to find his daughter. So you have a lot going on. It was nice to have Ben kind of come back and be the hero again and kind of step in and help and, you know, solve things. And we see you kind of in, in the church in particular, you know, just ripping things off the wall and like grabbing people and trying to like save them. So what was that like for you as an actor? You know, you're dealing with the callings all season. That's your mission. This season comes, it's completely different because you're away from them. You're ignoring them. And then you're brought back in. So what was that arc like for you as an actor to prepare to do both? Brilliant, because, you know, it gives you some place to go. And that's what I love so much about television, especially, you know, a TV show, if you're lucky enough, runs for, you know, season after season after season. The characters become so much more rich and you have so much more um, landscape in order to play around, you know, within their history. And they just become deeper and deeper and deeper. And I love that so much. And this is a prime example of that to where, you know, we can skip ahead two years and really see where this guy has gone over those two years and, and how he's incapable of uh, moving on at that particular moment in time. And, you know, when we start off the, the season, we see Ben in a place where he's so profoundly angry um, that he's questioning everything. And uh, for sure, he's questioning his own goodness versus his own evil. Um, he's questioning whether, you know, Adrian was right about them the whole time. You know, is he, are the passengers these agents of the apocalypse and he's denouncing the callings because as far as he's concerned up to that point they have given him nothing you know he started off in the very beginning in season one as a denier you know he he was a man of science uh, and he needed facts and all of this stuff there were no facts there were no facts to base to back any of this up so he, he wasn't a believer, and then he comes around to the idea of that is the only way that we survive is to believe and to follow these callings. And then he kind of sort of reverts back, but even goes even further back to, to denouncing this whole idea of them being resurrected, that there is some sort of divine intervention involved in this. And these callings have only taken from him as far as he's concerned. They've taken his daughter, they've taken his wife, they've taken his life. And now his son, his son is now the age that he should be, but now he's missed out on those years of him growing to that age. So he's, uh, he's angry. And uh, it was such a great thing and a great gift that the writers gave me that I was able to go to that place. And then slowly he starts to work his way back to himself. And, you know, I think as we go through season four and we get into part two, which will be coming sometime early next year, you know, you will see Ben trying to understand. I think he needs to understand the darkness inside of Angelina so he can understand his own goodness. 
once he tries to understand Angelina, particularly in the second in the second part, he'll start to come back more into himself with uh, with any hope. Yeah. Well, no, it was a beautiful journey and it was so well done. I mean, like to start off so grief perfect, like in an attic, like I said, like the Unabomber, yeah. and to come out, yeah. you know, in, ironically in a church. You know, that's like your big thing. I, it was such a good irony right there, like from start to finish for part one. And it was well done. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. 100%. I think to wrap it all up and to summarize all seasons of Ben Stone, what was like the most difficult thing about being a Ben Stone? You know, I think, you know, I back to what we were saying in the beginning, you know, I think this part of his story, this part of his journey, particularly the beginning of season four, was super hard. It was a hard and not fun place to live. But like I said, as an actor, ultimately super satisfying to be able to um, really dig into that aspect of this character that we haven't seen before. But, you know, it was, it was, there were some tough days. There were some tough days to constantly be living in that space to where he was, you know, I said he was profoundly angry. And, you know, that is the true thing about anger is that it begs to sort of stick around and it robs you of who you are and robs you of your inner light and then you end up pushing the people that love you away and he was doing that so much in the very beginning he was pushing everybody away including his children that were still there and um he knew he was doing that but couldn't stop himself from doing it because he was just so blinded uh, by his anger and couldn't just find a way out of it. And he wanted to, but he just couldn't. And, you know, those, those were the hardest parts of, uh, of, of playing him for sure. But also the hardest part now is just saying goodbye to it is saying goodbye to every year. Cause we're done now. We're, we finish it. We've completed the story, which is so, so great. And we're so excited for everybody to finally see and get the answer of what happened to, these 191 passengers on flight 828. We can't wait for you to see that. But now, you know, it's been hard. It's been hard to say not only goodbye to the characters, but goodbye to that company, that company, that 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 company of actors and and to that crew. We became a family over these years. So it's uh, sort of bittersweet. I have two kind of quick questions, but really quickly, when I spoke to Melissa, she said the biggest thing she's gonna miss is walking out of her trailer and being able to knock on your door. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I'm going to miss. Every time I would walk past her dressing room, I would do these three really obnoxious, loud bangs on her door. And I would walk past and she would always know it was me. So I'm going to miss I'm going to miss seeing her every day. I'm going to miss working with her every day. And who knows, maybe we'll work together again in the future. I, 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 I hope so. Um, but yeah, I'm going to miss that, too. Did you see the photo that went viral? of you holding a dummy. Did you see this? That it was so cool. So I have to ask. No, I didn't know. I didn't know it went viral. Everybody was looking at everybody was laughing. There's all sorts of funny jokes about it. So I was like, I don't know if he knows how popular that it went, but everybody's been kind of talking. No, I don't. I I think one of our beautiful, our great, great writers, Simran posted that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just go insane. 
sometimes the madness sort of creeps in. That was probably like an 11 hour day. That was probably hour 11, maybe hour 10. Yeah. I send it to Monica. Yeah, yeah, I hope, yeah. yeah, we were all passing it around. Yeah. I was like, you see this? This is so cute. Like, look at bed. I was like, I feel so bad. But it was, it was very fun. And I love that it's gone viral. And I just love that our fans, I love, love, love our fans. I love our manifestors. And I love how, you know, involved and engaged and passionate and smart they are and how much love they show all of us uh, and show these characters. And yeah, I can't wait for you guys to see the end. Like you said, the fans love you. We all love you. We love everything from Once Upon a Time to stuff that you did before, like just everything. Fans have followed you all over the place. For this to be the last season is super sad. I get to talk to you. Not a lot of fans, you know, not everyone gets to talk to you like I do and have the honor. So is there anything that you want to, I know you kind of mentioned it already, but is there anything that you want to say to the fans and then anything that you want to tease? I know that you kind of talked a little bit about Ben for next season, but anything that you want to tease for part two? I mean, manifestors, I love you with all my heart. Thank you for going on this journey with us, with these characters, with this story, taking uh, them into your hearts. Uh, we do it for you. And, uh, you know, part two is going to be filled with more twists, more turns, more compelling things with all these characters, some shocking things with these characters. And I can't wait for you to see the end. I can't wait. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Josh Dallas break down season four, part one. So far, we're 10 episodes in. We have a little bit of a break, but he did give us a little insight into what we could expect for part two and those final 10 episodes coming sometime next year. So make sure you head over to Netflix now and check out all 10 episodes of part one so you're all caught up. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content. Uh-huh.